Chiefs Kingdom Show. Live with the play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of our Hy-Vee Chiefs Kingdom show. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill. This is President Truman's Hy-Vee. This is where he and he and Bess come to shop. Uh, on 23rd Street. Also, a reminder that the uh, Hy-Vee Chiefs Kingdom show is brought to you by Bad Boy Moors. The Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. Great crowd here tonight. Sellout crowd here at Independence. I have issued the invitation to uh, President Truman. We'll see if he shows up later tonight. He actually showed up at a show oh, several years ago. Uh, believe me, some of you veterans remember when President Truman showed up. Maybe he'll drive in tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, we've got this score just in. The Chiefs are now 20-1 and against the AFC West with a 40-33 victory over the Oakland Raiders. That means your Chiefs are 10-2. and Your Chiefs are number one in the AFC. And now it's time for the next, the last quarter of the regular season. And here's good news. Three of the next four are at home starting Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. We have got a fabulous group of folks out here tonight. And reminder, by the way, uh, the Hy-Vee and the Chiefs Kingdom Food Drive is coming up. Uh, Hy-Vee and Harvesters are working together to check out Hunger in Kansas City. You can ask your cashier at any Hy-Vee how you can help in this cause. Plus, if you're coming to the Ravens game this week weekend on Sunday, bring a canned good to donate to Harvesters. And together with Hy-Vee, Chiefs and Harvesters, let's check out hunger in Kansas City. All right, roll call here. What a great group of uh, fans here tonight. The Red Coaters are here tonight. And a brand-new Red Coater. Kim Guthrie is uh, brand new and with the group tonight. The Taj Mahal tailgaters, Susie Bling Bling, Kent the Cake Packer is here tonight. Also, Autograph Geek is here tonight, along with the Geek Snowstorm Sandy. Two Oklahoma State Cowboys are here tonight. Cowboy Ryan is here tonight, one-arm wave. And also, Thomas uh, the Poke is here tonight from the Chiefs PR Department. The Red Guard is here tonight. Four generations of the Lake Lottawana Lake Rats are here this evening. A new group here tonight. The Mahomies are here. Mm, okay. President Truman's Red Cabinet is here tonight. All independence folks. Uh, the Red Bridge Red Storm. There are several families here tonight from Raymore Peculiar. In the Raymore Peculiar, home of the Panthers. Uh, great program. Reed's Redheads are here, of course. Hey, hey, Paula is here tonight as well. And we've even got a special guest tonight from Frederick, Maryland. 
coming in from enemy territory because the Ravens are coming to town in the uh, Beltway there, Baltimore, Washington. But we have a very special guest here tonight that I want you to acknowledge. It's Christopher Mulliken and his wife, Paula. And they were contributors. Uh, Dayton Moore, general manager of the Royals, uh, through Mitch Wheeler, asked me to help with his CU in the Major Leagues Foundation. It's incredible. It's helping with youth baseball, particularly in underserved areas, also working with education and faith-based organizations, families in crisis throughout not only Kansas City, but throughout basically the Chiefs' kingdom. Dayton Moore is an awesome dude, great general manager, but also a great person. And this foundation is a special one uh, that benefits many and many who need it the most. And Chris and Paula are uh, those who said, we'll step up and help the cause, and they are here tonight. So give them a big hand tonight. They're actually from Independence. Chris, a truck driver for TSL and a great uh, group there. Also, Gary Johnson is here tonight, the Red Coder Spirit Award winner. It's December crunch time, baby. Here we go. It is time now to get this done. We're walking in with the uh, number one team in the AFC. We need to finish the job. BCE's here tonight as well, Big Chief Eric. We come back, and later in the show, we're going to have our special guest tonight who is having his best season. In his eighth year, he is crushing it. The Hulk is here tonight, Alan Bailey. When we come back, we're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid from his office at One Arrowhead Drive. Again, we're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Independence on 23rd Street. Come join us. We'll wedge you in here, and we'll be back with Coach after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. He's got the most red zone TD passes. Play action fake. Bootleg near side catch. Kelsey stretches out. Touchdown. Kansas City. A bootleg throw to the near pylon. And Kelsey atones for the fumble with the catch and score. And the Chiefs for Patrick Mahomes. Another red zone touchdown pass the 26th of this season. 41 total for Patrick Mahomes. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill. In Independence on 23rd Street. I was kidding about Harry Truman showing up. This is breaking news. President Truman's great-great-nephew is here tonight, John Tyler Truman. So wave your arm. Man, I was just kidding. This could get real interesting. Uh, But welcome to the show. Uh, And now he is going to join us from his office at One Arrowhead Drive at the Chiefs Practice Facility. Please give it up, ladies and gentlemen for head coach Andy Reid. Thank you, Mitch. Well, congratulations on the win yesterday. That was huge. Uh, but i got to ask you, we, you and I talk on air and off air all the time about leadership. A challenging 72 hours and just about the reaction of the guys, the reaction of your staff, and being able to get out there and get a victory under some difficult circumstances. Yeah, I thought our I thought our locker room did a nice job. Uh, the veteran players and some of the young guys um, did a great job of maintaining the focus. So as much as they care about Kareem, they were still able to keep the focus on on the game, and um, I think that paid paid off for us yesterday. Well, a 40-33 win over Oakland, and 
We're going to feature Coach Melvin this week on our Hy-Vee Chiefs Insider television show. I was talking to him earlier today about it. But Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and watching the tape flying home last night, I just want to get your comments. Those two, te- those two get together for thir- I mean, 12 receptions, 13 targets, 12 receptions, just their ability. Coach, and when I saw Oakland's coverage and their scheme, I th- Oakland's thinking, what, do we, what can we do here? Uh, what about the unique game that those two had in connecting in those 12 times, particularly in the, some of the biggest of situations? Yeah, I thought they did a good job. They, uh, uh, Kels kept himself open. So not only did he get open on the primary routes, but then he got himself open when the quarterback had to move and made some big, big plays, in particular down the stretch. And then Patrick, obviously, <clears throat> when he when he could, he he uh, stayed right in the pocket. And then when he needed to buy a little time, then he got himself out of the pocket. And and uh, and the receivers in general did a nice job. But Kels uh, had one of those days. I mean, he was just he was on fire, and he and the quarterback were on the same page there. We've mentioned this before, but how much of it is it a work in progress in the improvement of the receiving core? To understand kind of Patrick's game, you've got the you've got your call, but then sometimes you have to improvise. How how much right. is this crew just continuing to grow in the improv, improvisation? Yeah, you you better stay alive because he uh, he can throw it from any platform there is, and and he can throw it in the pocket or out of the pocket. He can extend a play, so there's no time to to loaf at all. And our guys have uh, done a nice job with that and figuring out where he's going to be. The offensive line, too. A lot of times if a quarterback leaves the pocket, you can get a holding call, and the guys have adapted to that. It's been impressive. And the young guys you put in there, Andrew Wiley at right guard, adapting uh, as well there. i got to ask you the two drives, the drive at the end of the half. 57 seconds. Oakland scores. Uh, their crowd's kind of excited. Your ability to go down the field in less than a minute, in 57 seconds to answer. What about that drive in specific? Yeah, no, I thought the guys executed well. Um, there was good communication. There was good communication amongst the coaches and on the different situations where the ball was being spotted and so on. So um, number of timeouts, left, the whole deal. So, I mean, it was just uh, it was the whole process worked well. We've spent a lot of time on that, as you know, just uh, – Trying to make sure that we can we can execute when needed, and uh, we needed it right there. And then when the game was on the line, 33-30, it's and then you go right down the field to do it again. And how much is this team? How much is their poise growing as this team develops? Yeah, they I think they all have confidence in each other, both sides of the ball, special teams. Uh, that's what a team is. So it's. Uh, uh, we, we just we need to continue to grow. We've got a lot of young guys. We need to just keep building on it and, and keep working. I bank on those leaders like the guy that you're going to have there tonight, um, who who does a phenomenal job with our with our young guys. So uh, the more of that that we uh, we continue to have and, and develop, um, the better off we'll be as a football team. Yeah. Anytime you beat the Raiders, it's always time to. Put the hammer down. And the Hulk has brought a sledgehammer to these games. Uh, I want to ask you to get the three takeaways, Coach, uh, to be plus two yesterday in a game like that. Uh, what about this defense that's starting to get a feel of, like, poking a ball out and taking pride in it? Yeah, well, that was huge. So that was a big thing. And, 
Uh, our guys did a nice job. You know, we're we're doing a nice job with our our front guys of pressuring the quarterback and running backs, um, and that's where you get these turnovers. So it's it's uh, you know we we've hit the quarterback and pressured him more than anybody in the National Football League, which is a real tribute to those guys and their coaches for how hard they've they've worked uh, to make sure that that gets done. And those quarterbacks aren't real comfortable back there when, when we're rushing on them. So that's a that's a plus, and that can help also create some turnovers on the back end. One of the things that's fascinating is December football. Uh, last quarter of the season, four regular season games to go, and we're going to focus on Baltimore here. But you've also told me that December football means you have to bring what? What are the characteristics to win these games? Yeah, well, you've got to bring a massive amount of intensity. The games are all faster. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, if a team's in the hunt or not in the hunt, uh, they're, they're going to give you their best shot. And so when you're the hunted, how are you going to hunt? And that's uh, – uh, that's got to be a motto and a feel for you. And so uh, the guys have to stick with the process and continue to prepare each week, which they've done a nice job with, and and just understand that the game's going to be a little bit faster and that you, there's no play, there's not absolutely no play that you can take off. Speaking of that, here comes Baltimore. They've won three straight games. Interesting team since Lamar Jackson has been quarterbacking them. I'm going to ask you about this one thing. In three games, their quarterback, Lamar, people remember him as Heisman Trophy winner at Louisville, has carried the ball 54 times in three games for a quarterback. What about playing Baltimore coming in hot and needing to win to stay uh, in the hunt in their division and in the AFC chase? Yeah, well, this kid's been doing that since he was in Pop Warner football. He, uh, he and Al Harris's son were on the same team, and so Al's known him for a for a long time, Al, our secondary coach. And so um, th- this kid, th- he's he stepped into the NFL, and, and he's he's running the, the show there, and he's done a nice job with it. He he does run the ball quite often, but Marty Moore Wiggs, uh, the offensive coordinator, has been extremely um, uh, creative with him, and uh, both in the pass game and the run game. You can't slight his ability to throw the football either. I mean, he does a nice job with that, so... Uh, you got to play a complete game. He adds a different dimension to the game because he runs like a running back, and, and yet he can throw the football. And what about trying to get them off the field? They had the ball yesterday against Atlanta for 40 minutes. Um, and what about keeping them from controlling the game? They had over 200-yard rushing for three straight weeks. How do you keep them from taking the ball and keeping it? Yeah, you got to be sound, and then you got to get off the field on third down. Um, but you've got to be sound with your gap responsibility, fundamentals and techniques. Uh, you have to be sharp with that. And uh, Atlanta only had the ball, I think, six plays going into that fourth quarter of the second half there. So it's, uh, um, you, you know, they're, they're, they're a ball control. Uh, you hear that term. It's a ball control um, offense. And, and to settle that, you got to be disciplined. Your guys up front defensively have done a good job this year. I keep asking about them. I know you talked about the front seven, but the DLs in particular. And our guest tonight, proud of him, Coach. In his eighth year, he's having his best year. When you've seen veterans, as they progress in their career, try to get better, uh, what have you noticed there? And what about your guys up front on the defensive line? Yeah, they've, they, uh, they work extremely hard. Um, I, I think Allen is, uh, is the epitome of that. I mean, 
he he's uh he's you can see he's a big physical guy but he's also a smart guy and so his ability to use his hands and to protect his gap um, is something then you watch him rush now he he's as good an outside rusher as he is an inside rusher and um, so Bob moves him around and lets him do a little bit of that and um, you know he's just he's a good football player plus he's a team guy he's a guy that doesn't say a lot but that everybody looks up to well coach we're going to let you get back to work it's time to beat the Baltimore Ravens it's time to play at home and get after it on Sunday afternoon so uh, let's give him a cheer as he goes back to work and heads to a meeting head coach Andy Reid alright thanks Mitch out of those redheads man they're here the Redheads are here. Head Coach Andy Reid, when we come back, we're going to make it a little green with the red because the Hulk is here tonight. Alan Bailey at the Hy-Vee Market Grill on 23rd Street in Independence. We'll be back with the Hulk after this year listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. 158 to go in the game. Chiefs third down and goal to go at the two. Mahomes with the snap. Fires a bullet wide open in the back of the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! Chris Conley on the catch as Mahomes fires a strike right over home plate and into the heart of the Raiders. Nine yards deep in the end zone. Welcome back to our... The Hy-Vee Market Grill, our Chiefs Kingdom show at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Independence on 23rd Street. A reminder, the Kingdom show is also brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And a reminder, from Hy-Vee, this is the week for the uh, Chiefs Kingdom food drive, uh, actually throughout the holiday season. But if you're coming to the game this weekend, bring a canned goodie to donate to Harvesters. So together with Hy-Vee, the Chiefs and Harvesters, we can hammer out hunger in Kansas City. Also, President Truman. I've invited President Truman and Bess to come tonight. Uh, they're not here yet, but President Truman's great-great-nephew is here tonight, John Tyler Truman. I think that's kind of cool. I guess, guess who else is here tonight? Let me just go through his stats because Sydney, C-U-Y-D, Sydney, is here uh, from the Chiefs PR Department and... Also, Thomas the Poke is here, the Oklahoma State Cowboy. They work very hard to prepare a lot of information. Let me just read this information to you. It is his, this is his eighth season. He has a career-high six sacks, career-high, and we got four games to go in the regular season. He has three forced fumbles, including the other day. He has a career-high three fumbles uh, that have he's recovered. Plus, when you look at his tackle total, his pressures, all career highs along the board. He's in his eighth year, and he's having his best, best year. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hulk, Alan Bailey. We're going to start right there, my friend. It all has right. been fun to make these calls because you have been on fire. Why the difference? I don't say the difference. You've been very consistent. This year, it's on another planet. Why? Um, I think, man, just a lot of off-the-field things are, are good, and uh, we're having fun. Like, the young team mixed with old and young, and we're all having fun, especially, deep, especially front seven, especially us up there. So, Let's talk about that front seven. I mean, you guys have been able – right now the Chiefs are second in the National Football League in sacks. 
Just putting it out there, all right? In case you want to know. Uh, but it seems like you guys, but this blend that you've got, I mean, up front you got, I mean, you and Chris Jones. Right. And then Nottie makes the play on the two-point conversion along with you. But this blend that you have of guys who have been around and guys that are just getting a fresh start. Yeah, they're right growing. Especially Nottie coming in first year. Chris on year three. So, I mean, this is the blend between me and him. Uh, along with 50 and, and Ford, this is becoming a more of a mess. So we're more, you know, getting more comfortable and understanding each other rushes. So, yeah. And then Speaks, I mean, and D Ford's gone to another level. Yeah. I mean, his get-off is ridiculous. looks like the late Derek Thomas. I mean, it's crazy what he's doing. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, he's he picking up from where he left off a couple years ago before he got hurt. I mean, when he's healthy, he's unbelievable. So, yeah. And yesterday's game, just to get into that a little bit, you guys were able to poke it out, though, three times. Right. Um, and you were able to get in there and fire one free out of there. But um, what about building a team with a mentality of taking it away? Not just stopping them, but taking it away. Uh, we started that mentality in OTAs. Like, we, you know, I mean, Bob always preaches it, but, I mean, this, especially this week of all weeks, he really preached it and it actually came too, you know. But we started this in OTAs with turnovers, and especially with EB and the rest of us. So, I mean, it just, we just applying it to the game, actually – you know, taking a little chance to think about punching the ball out. Now, so people know, and I know you guys talk about this too, punching the ball out's like down the line. You still got to do your job right. first and be gap control. What about gap control, particularly with this crew that's coming in this week? I mean, I'm looking at these guys. I mean, Jackson ran it 26 times in the game against Cincinnati. Right. Uh, it's like you're back playing ball at the U again. I mean, it's like, what about gap control in the run game? I mean, we've been focused on the run game for the last couple of weeks, really, you know, getting better at that week to week. And, um, I mean, we've got to depend on each other, do our jobs, don't do, you know, more than what you need to. But if there's opportunities there to make a play, then make it, you know. Other than that, everybody stay gap sound and communication and tackling. So, yeah. But then when you get the stop or tackle, then how much then do you look at trying to poke it out or punch it out? It's more so when you coming through the hole. Especially as a D lineman, that's the opportunity there to poke it out. Or coming in on tackle. So, yeah. You get plenty of opportunities to poke it out. Rather. The other thing is, and I always tell everybody, if you can go to training camp, a lot of you go to training camp in St. Joe. Yeah. Some of you live at training camp, <laughs> uh, like we do. Uh, but when you watch the O-line, D-line work, just the your footwork, your hands, I mean, it's like watching collegiate wrestling. But how much have you learned in your eight years somewhat of the tricks of the trade with your footwork and your handwork and how you work out to get strength in your body? Uh, for, for, for our position, of course, you need lower body strength and upper. So, I mean, this this uh, this year I, I started lifting differently during the season. I think that helping me with my this strength and everything like that. But as the lineman, man, and O-lineman, hands, hat, hands, and feet. If you don't have, you know, one of those are missing, then you're not going to do so well. And what tricks of the trade have you learned? I learned, you I learned a few hand tricks just from, like, you know, being a button jerk if someone's over-aggressive. So you can take a little chance here and there. So I, I take chances every once in a while if I know the situation. Well, let's be honest. The offensive line also has their little tricks. Yeah. They, they, oh, of course. All of them has it. All of them, right? And you got, like, Marshall Yanda coming in this week. It's yeah, a, guy a couple old bit guys. Yeah. So – what do you have to be careful of when you're playing those guys? I mean, most of the time it's being level-headed and just understanding, like, his type, of t- his type of technique and what you can use against him. But definitely, like, we say keep clean with penalties and that. I mean, anything that doesn't hurt us, offsides, everything like that. 
And how much does video help you? I mean, this game seems to be more video-centric than even from five years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from I mean, we get access to every video we need to prepare for a game. So yeah. But if you know you're going up, let's say Marshall Yanda, really good. If you, how much do you go? Okay, here's his little nuances and. You, you try. You don't want to watch too much film on like I mean, this a certain amount of film on. And you try to catch different things in every clip, where it's from different games. Because everybody plays different against different players. Everybody, you know, every different player is different. So they have to adjust to us as well. Well, he's having an incredible year, and it's awesome to have you out here tonight. By the way, he's getting some stuff. Uh, he's getting a gift card from Hy-Vee. That's always good. And also, 250 bucks to Houndstooth, the best men's store in downtown at 507 Walnut. So... Mm. A little something for you to wear back to Sapello. <laughs> you dress up when you get on the ferry? To go? I don't uh, think so. Uh, <laughs> just checking. Uh, but how are things back? I was oh, so excited. Good. So it I got to make the good. call. We're going to make the – we got it coming, right, uh, the Rams call. Because when I made it and right. you got the touchdown, uh, so fired up because I hope, I hope they're all in Sapello Island. But they were. They were? Yeah. So, so were. how was the moment? I mean, the moment – I think I just scored a touchdown. That would, that's, that's how, how it really was because it happened so quick. And I just happened to remember where we were at on the field. And so I just did a little 360 spin and it had to be right there. But it happened pretty fast, though. No dance, no bowling, it no was still, stone cold. It was the amazement of the crowd. It was like a playoff game. So, I mean, that's probably the, the dopest, uh, like, the survivor to play in was that Sunday. Uh, Monday, my bad. It's a remarkable place where he's from. Some of you know the story. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Plus, the stuff that A.B. is doing off the field is remarkable. We're at the Heidi Market Grill on 23rd Street in Independence. It is our Chiefs Kingdom show. And uh, also a reminder, the uh, Chiefs Kingdom food drive is coming up this weekend through Harvesters and Hy-Vee. So help us check out hunger in Kansas City. Hey, for A.B. to have his big so far, that is time to... Put the hammer down. Let's do it again. I had the hammer. It's time to put the hammer down. Colk was the only one that broke the table. The punter oh, broke really? the table. Yeah, we brought, we flew it in from Dubai. He broke it. About 20 40 years old. Yeah, it's about, it was, it was about 40 years old. Anyway, we'll be back to talk about the other side of Alan Bailey that's even better than his play. After this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Third down and nine for the Rams at their own 14-yard line. 40-37 Rams back to throw. Goff under pressure. He's hit. He's stacked and pulled away. It's going to be a touchdown. Defensive touchdown. Kansas City as the Hulk. Allen Bailey just pried the ball from the grip of Jared Goff. And now the Chiefs get a defensive touchdown and take the lead at 11.07 to go in this crazy game. That play was huge. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show at the Hy-Vee Market Grill on 23rd Street in Independence. I got to tell you, one of my favorite plays of the year was getting the Hulk into the end zone. That was so cool. Let's do, let's do it again. I know, right? Yeah. Only on defense, though, no offense. Well, you don't want to do the whole let's give you the ball at the nah. goal line thing? I, no, I don't want to, n- n- none of that. Stone Cold wants to throw a pass. I don't think any of us are ready for that. <laughs> no, he can't uh, throw. But honestly, uh, we were kidding about Sapello Island, everybody uh, celebrating there. 
but I, I honestly, in the, my mind when I made the call, was thinking about that because it's such a special and unique place. Um, you can't get there by car. Right. You can't get there. You have to take the ferry to get it. Right. But what's the update? What's our Sapello Island update off the uh, coast of Georgia? Everything's been pretty good. The hurricane from last year didn't do much damage because it's been pretty much hurricane back-to-back years. So, yeah, holding strong still, so. But what, I mean, what, what does the island do in a hurricane situation? Because in evacuation, the cities get on it and go in. Right. What so we evacuate, evacuate like a couple of days before and set it, pretty much shut the island down until it passes. So, yeah. So they run extra boats over there? They run one, they warn everybody, they run one uh, boat off of the last boat off of it. You know, the same ferry, just goes yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. What if who gets the bibs on being last? Like here comes the uh, the, uh, the the island manager has the dibs of being last. Okay. So it's like get me on the boat. Right? <laughs> uh, it's a fascinating place though, but just the ecosystem and 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 the uniqueness of growing up there. Right. And you've got tremendous pride. Uh, mm-hmm. What about protecting the history of that place? I mean, we're still trying to uh, keep that going, um, reserve as much as we can of it, you know. So I mean, I go back every chance I get off off week or. Any weekends with OTAs, and so, yeah, we go back all the time, so it's just enjoyment. But how much is it a place where your soul can rest? Like when you go, let's say it's a bye week right. or you get away, how much is a place where, like, a, a, a special spirit of place? It was like no other, really, honestly. I go home and I unplug for a couple of days, and it's just relaxing, really. It's awesome. Now, we've also known you've hunted, right, mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. Did you go hunting over the byway? Yeah, on that Saturday night before we left, we uh, went coon hunting. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? We got three. Three? Not too is bad. There a, is there a limit? Like the no, it's, it's no limit, though. My you sister, get my sister you get actually went the, day, the next day and killed 15, so it's no wow. limit. So it's pretty good. But you've also had alligators in your yeah. backyard. Right. How's that work? I mean, it's not as bad as the, uh, when I'm younger. When I was younger, it was a lot more. I would say, like free range in the island, but not as much now. But if you guys are playing like a backyard <laughs> football game or something, you're going, hey, whoa, whoa, alligator backyard. We, probably, we all should probably get something for it, but, I mean, that would be our young fearless days. So now the parties leave it alone. But. You're smarter now. That's yeah, it. right. <laughs> a little uh, more reckless back then. So you you haven't invited me yet to the island. You let BJ Kissel go out there, but I don't get to go. So one of these days, I'm going to do it. I mean, if you want to come down for the Fourth of July fireworks show I put on, you can come down for that. It's pretty I, cool. I'm in. It, it gets bigger every year. But it don't grows. you have to have a special permit to go there? Uh, just tell them you come with me. You'll be okay. Boom. I'm in. Yeah. Hey, come on. That will be huge. <laughs> yeah. I'd be fired up about that. Uh, let me tell you what else I'm fired up about this guy. Uh, and it's his heart. I've, I've loved knowing him for the last eight seasons since 2011. But I want to ask, and, and this last week was my cause, my cleats. If people saw that throughout the NFL, you decided to wear your cleats for Allen Bailey Charities. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your foundation. Um, I started the foundation about two years ago. But I've been doing things without it for like three years before that, so I'm going like five years of just doing like backpack giveaways and with, with school supplies and football camps and then like, you know, seven on seven tournaments for high schools to make you know, money for their uh, athletic programs. Awesome. How did you target that and what was the genesis of this? Um, being from a small town, showing the kids that you can, you know, make it you know, out of this small area. You don't, have, you don't have to be stuck here. You know, you can go to college. 
uh, anywhere. So this dad and then, you know, taking us uh, a little bit of weight off the shoulders of the parents, getting the kids backpacks and a few school supplies to get them started for the beginning of the year. And I want to review again. So the kids that grow up on the island, you've right. got to go to school. On the mainland. On the mainland. Yeah. All right. How does that work when you're, let's uh, say I'm on the high school football team. How, do right. I, how does that work? Well, m- most of the time you're probably going to stay on the mainland throughout the week and then go home on weekends. At least that's that why I, I had to do that. So you get on a boat. And that's Monday morning. And okay. I'd be over. I stay with, like, with a friend for the week until the game is done Friday. And I go back home Saturday morning. The privilege to repack, relax for a little bit, and then come yeah. right back Monday same morning. Same thing. Go to yeah, same thing. So, is your uh, the charities, and we and you've talked about what's what's benefiting. Is it mostly in that area, of Georgia? It's mostly in that southern part of the area, from where I went to high school there to the next county over and the county up. I mean, the camp is open to the whole state of Georgia, Florida, whoever want to come. But the book bag giveaway is essentially the middle school, like the younger kids, you know, more than anything. And what have you seen from the reaction of the kids and the families? They look forward to it. Like, because I come with different backpacks every year. Um, it would be Nike, but I buy them and then just issue it out different colors. And they be excited for autographs, too, so it's pretty cool. I get a couple guys flying from different NFL teams through that, and I, I played ball with in college, so. How cool is that? Pretty I mean, cool. seriously. Uh, I'd love to see the face of those kids. Pretty cool. I got to help Jamal. He did one down in Fort Arthur, Texas. I got and it was the same kind of thing. Yeah, it, I mean, because I'm I said from a small town, not like a whole like rich area. So like, for kids to get a Nike backpack to last them a couple years, not just a year in and out. So it's pretty cool. And what have you noticed? I mean, a lot of school systems have you know they struggle for money. Yeah. They can't fund some of their programs. They scale them back. How much of what you're I mean, doing? I mean, I've seen that part of Georgia. My high school changed from that. To what you just said, this funding is, isn't there for all the programs. So, like I said, I just try to give back to and any leftover supplies. I just give it to the school so they can have it extra wise. So yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, here we come, Baltimore Ravens get it cranked up for the next four games. Uh, you know what you're going to need to do. If I mean Lamar Jackson left the game, but here came RG3 yesterday. Oh, this got, dude has carried it. They had him. Huh? That they had him too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, 54 times this guy's carried the ball, and they got they got some receivers and tight ends, and so hey, it's time, man. Let's yeah. go. It's time to put the hammer down. Dang, the Hulk is bringing it, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna let them go, but a tremendous thank you uh, to thank you. for the Hulk for who you are as much as anything and having his best year. Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Bailey. Oh, we'll be back to close things out here from the Hy-Vee Market Grill, 23rd Street in Independence. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. In the backfield, Rosen, here comes Ford again. Rosen's head, and he is buried as the Chiefs throw a giant red quilt on the quarterback, Josh Rosen. Allen Bailey puts a little tint of green in the quilt as the Hall pounces on the rookie quarterback, a loss of seven. Come back to the Hy-Vee Market Grill, 23rd Street in Independence, with our uh, Hy-Vee Chiefs Kingdom show. A lot of new folks out here tonight. Great to see a lot of new faces. Again, the folks, several groups from Raymore, Peculiar, and Raymore, and down in there. It's, uh, it's fantastic to have you all here. Um, a reminder tonight, if you still want to, you still got time to get in on this, even the Lake Rats. Um, 
if you buy $50 worth of Market Grill gift cards, because what a great stocking stuffer, right? We're all looking for stuffing, uh, stuffing for the stocking. Uh, $50 worth of Market Grill gift cards, and you get a $10 bonus card. So sounds like a good deal to me. Uh, and also a reminder, uh, the Chiefs Kingdom food drive is uh, here. It's now. Uh, ask your cashier, for those of you listening at any of the Hy-Vees, ask your cashier how you can help in this cause. And if you're coming to the Ravens game this weekend, bring a canned good to donate to Harvesters. Together with Hy-Vee, uh, the Chiefs and Harvesters uh, check out hunger in Kansas City. And I'm sure everybody's got their Patrick Mahomes T-shirt, right? They should. Well, they've got the special one, uh, the official Patrick Mahomes shirt uh, that was uh, produced by Charlie Hustle. You can get those throughout the high V. All right, here's where we all get involved here. Because the way the schedule has worked, and actually it's worked this way the last several years, and we all wait in April to see when the schedule comes out, right? It gets unveiled now on ESPN, blah, blah, blah. All right, you always want to see where, who you're playing when. And a lot of us, when we saw that new... This team could be special. But this team now enters a very critical stretch. In case you have checked or haven't checked, the AFC West now has become arguably the toughest division. Give the Chargers credit. They pull out that win yesterday at Pittsburgh to win 33-30. The Steelers, Brett Veach told me this on the back of the bus, the Steelers when leading by, 16 at halftime, were 174-0-1 until yesterday. So here come the Chargers. The Broncos, if you haven't checked, are on a roll. So this is interesting. Your Chiefs are walking into this four weeks, though, as the number one team in the AFC. Not coming from behind, working from ahead. And it starts this week against the Baltimore Ravens in a critical game they must have. Here's how December football works. It's now the urgency for them. They've won three straight. They were four and five. Uh, and they've won three straight now to go seven and five. They're challenging Pittsburgh in their division. And they're for sure fighting uh, Indianapolis and Denver for a wild card spot. So December football means it's on. And these games are all huge. And we need everybody there rocking and rolling in red style uh, for this game coming up. We're taking these one at a time. I'm not going to mention about the next one until we get this one. And these guys coming in are coming in hot. So this will be a heck of a game that we need everybody there and fired up for. I do want to mention, too, uh, Chris Mulliken, who's here tonight, and Chris, who is a Independence native, who was a benefactor uh, in working with Dayton Moore's uh, foundation, see you in the major leagues, he will be there Sunday. He has promised that he is going to bring it. This is part of his experience, and he's going to get a good night's sleep Saturday night. He's going to get his pregame meal, and he's going to watch tape all week, and he's going to be ready for the Ravens coming up. But a big uh, thank you to Chris for what he has done and his heart and uh, for that uh, in particular for that foundation. So here we go. It's time for December football, and it's time to roll. It is time that this crew, the veterans, know, uh, because this was a big challenge. This has been a very interesting 72 hours, as most of you know, a very difficult 72 hours. But as I said yesterday when they opened the show, flashpoints, the Chiefs have been here before. 
13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Don't underestimate the leadership of Andy Reid because he has faced major flashpoints in every season. And we have reacted with positive results from a coach, from a team, and from a kingdom. And this crew right here that I'm looking at and those listening are the best at handing resiliency and moving forward. You ready to go? Here we go. It's time to put the hammer down. Thank you to all of you for coming out tonight here at the Hy-Vee Market Grill on 23rd Street in Independence. Next week, we are going back to Lee Summit. This is a reprise, I think. We're going back to Rice Road in Lee Summit. Short week next week. you got to get ready to go, man. And, ladies, you got to get ready to go. Be on point. Join Chris. He's leading the way, baby. So it's time to get after the Ravens. Let's get this done in the AFC. It would be the one seed going into the playoffs. Big thank you to Alan Bailey tonight. The Hulk is a special dude. Thank you for joining us tonight on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Check out the full library of on-demand Chiefs content, including the Chiefs Kingdom Show podcast, only at kcchiefsradio.com. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football.